show coming from the rack store. Bet this back in the Mac in the back flow. Let's go, chillin' with raccoons by the back door. Take calls so you can stake more. All I wanna do is making door right. But I found this crew and doing alright. We wreck will bitch, ready to fight. So many raccoons ready for the boss life. I might fly high like a kite, right? But always ready for a shite for the right prize. Raccoon supply has the right price. Giving you respect if it's likewise. So I'm buying all the mean guys with the clean heart. Read between lies, laser bean through lean eyes. Larry or with clean lies, fresh mouth, mean smile, be wise. NFT wise, fuck with these guys. It's the rack rap from the back lab. 100 NFTs in my backpack. Crazy rack rap from the stash app. Rack will take a lead in this haystack. It's the rack Today is Tuesday, the 13th of June, 2023, and this is your special midweek day. Surprise, surprise. We got Mux Protocol in the house. Over to you, Robo. Okay, guys. So maybe MUX has got a maybe a little bit of a connectivity issue. Uh, I can't hear anything. Hey, hey, haha. Can you hear me? Hey, guys. Hey, absolutely perfect. Yeah, very, very clear. How are you doing? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you? Absolutely fantastic. Do you know something? I'll have to ask this. Uh, what What do we call you, by the way? Uh, yeah, uh, I'm Jean. Jean. Nice Excellent. Jean. Yeah, yeah. Very, very nice to meet you, Jean. Uh, excited, actually, for this little conversation because, you know, uh, we've been uh, predominantly focused on things like the Cosmos ecosystem for quite a long time. Uh, but in the last kind of couple of months and stuff, you know, we've been interviewing projects from like different areas, Ethereum, Cardano, uh, things like Layer 2s, Arbitrum, etc. So, yeah, it's really, really good uh, to have you guys uh, on board today, yeah? Thanks. Yeah, I see you've been uh, quite busy, mind. You've got the uh, volume uh, flooding uh, through the platform right now, right? Yeah, it, uh, it's, it's been a crazy while in the past couple of months, yeah. Uh, because of the, I think one side is that because of the volatility of the market itself. And on the other side is that we are kind of finally uh, reach the product market fit that we has been doing and receives so like some good feedbacks from the community. Yeah, so I think both factors contribute to the, yeah to the to yeah well that's an interesting one gene because uh, i mean we can dive straight into it uh, i did think i was going to have a co-host uh, bay bands uh, she has had a bit of a migraine at the moment but she she might be coming in but uh gene what you guys are where you've arrived right you are kind like this has been kind of like two years in the making kind of thing at the moment right would you would you say that um sorry you're cut off like for two seconds. Oh, okay. Sorry about that. Is that okay now? Yeah. 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 Better. Yeah. Like uh, this, th where you guys are at right now uh, in the progression, it's like been like, well, two years or over two years in the making. It's it's taken like you guys have been building for quite a long time, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's been a long time. We actually started at 2019. <laughs> it's like almost four years ago. Um. So, yeah. So. We actually, at first, are we have a different branding name, which is MCDEX, and uh, we have been launching the decentralized perpetual protocols. Uh, like, I mean, we are like building and shipping, building and shipping. Uh, until last year, um, we have like accumulated some like experiences and lessons learned from what we have done before, and we decided to. Uh, rebranded to the new name Max, and we first last year august that we first uh launched the Max protocol which is a decentralized perpetual protocol that has up to 100 leverage uh zero price impact etc and at the end of last year we uh furthermore launch the aggregator of the decentralized perps that we have integrated with GMX, GNS, and also for sure of our Mox native pool. Um, yeah, it's been a long history, yeah. 
Yeah. What was the uh, like? Was there any kind of like specific reason for the rebrand, or was it the fact you were like launching like you know new new products or a new avenue, and you you decided upon the change? What what was the catalyst for that? Yeah. Um. So. On, on the one side is that the product itself has been totally different from what we have been doing in when we when we are still in the MCDEX stage, um, because um, the we have been always using the AMM model to do the decentralized perps, but the AMM mechanism has been totally different from uh, MCDEX stage, and uh, we realized that we might we might like find a better name to to match what we uh, what our new mechanism will do so mux mus is actually short for multiplexing uh, which is a telecommune uh, term that is describing that you are utilizing multiple resources to uh, to make full uh, to make the full efficiency so which is exactly the one of the uh, key features of our MUX protocol, which is called universal liquidity. So what uh, what does it mean? It means that, that to to make it simple, MUX is right now on five chains, uh, like Arbitrum, uh, Avalanche, Phantom, BIC, and Optimistic. And um, so it, let's say if there's only 10 years on each chain, uh, so the total liquidity on MUX is actually 50 years. To combine combine them together, so we kind of have like uni unified liquidity, uh, feature, which is uh, exactly the same same concept of multiplexing itself. That we combined uh, all of, all of the liquidity together and make full if capital efficient of it efficiency of it. So yeah, so this is like one of the key reasons that we want to our brand name and that can multiply the the key features of our new protocol. Brilliant. I mean, uh, aggregators, would you say that aggregators are a key to moving forward with DeFi? This aggregated liquidity, yeah? Uh, yeah, yeah. That is definitely something that we think is pretty cr- critical uh, because we have two observations for that. The first of the observation is that um, till now, I think there are more than 10 or 20 protocols already working on the decentralized perpetuals. And all of those liquidity are fragmented on different chains and different protocols. So it's a waste of a, it's a waste of resources actually. So that is something that we have observed. There's a, like some pain point for this space. And the second observation that we have is that for traders, they have some pain point too. That it, imagine that you are facing so many protocols. Actually, you will have like a tough time to decide which protocol to trade because you want to trade somewhere that have the lowest cost, but it will be so hard for you to calculate because for the decentralized perps, the cost is very complicated. It's not only the transaction fee, but also the spread, the speed page, uh, and some a lot of other things. So combine these two ob- observations together that we think an aggregator is actually a um, it's a solution to these two two uh, two problems that by aggregating those liquidity, we can help the traders to decide where it's optimized trading cost venue that you can go. And we help them to decide that for them instead of that they need to decide for themselves. Yeah, the trader friendly aspect of the whole thing is really intriguing. Uh, I really like that. Uh, Jean, what we'll do is we do have a couple of, well, we have a co-host and a, a guest uh, speaker. So let me just say hello to everyone. Uh, good morning, B-Bands. Is it good morning or lunchtime for you? Maybe good afternoon, yeah? It's lunchtime. As you can hear, I'm trying to quietly um eat my food. <laughs> good afternoon, everyone. <laughs> Very nice to meet you. Nice to meet you, b yeah, she's a big uh, Arbitrum fan. Oh. Uh, B band. She likes, likes it over there. GMX is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> I do love GMX, Arbitrum, all of it. <laughs> well, I, I have a little food in my mouth. Yeah. I apologize. Well, B band, she'll have to take a look at the MUX because they're aggregating uh, from several sources. Uh, but we do have, and what a, what a guy to have in today with any questions. Uh, we do have DeFi Don, the legend himself. Hello there, Don. How you doing? 
Very good, mate. Thanks for joining us. I know you like a little bit of DeFi talk. Have you, uh, I think we were talking earlier and you were not so familiar, right, with the MUX? Yeah, well, yeah. I've, uh, actually never, not familiar, never heard of it. Pretty, pretty cool concept, aggregating or done. Do you think it's got a big part to play in the future moving forward? I've, I've been a big fan of aggregators, like, you know, in debt earth and stuff and for a long time, right? No, for sure. It's, what do you it's th- definitely um, an interesting concept. I think, I think uh, it'll actually really enable more liquidity to be more fluid. So, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to check it out. Yeah, talking about the liquidity, I'm interested to find out about this uh, MUX uh, LP. Uh, but Gene, can you talk about maybe a little bit about like the company's ethos about this like uh, trader friendly approach? I see you're attracting some wheels. I've seen uh, Andrew Kang's being over there on the hundred X leverage, right? Uh, like, is this at the heart of like your ethos of the company? This trader friendly approach? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think. We have, uh, as I mentioned, that uh, we have been in this space for uh, almost four years. That during which time we have have talked with tons of like DeFi traders, especially perpetual traders. That we are kind of confident. We have like familiar, but very familiar with their like feedbacks and what they want for a uh, Dex. So. Um, one of our key advantages, or uh, I mean, the key features, is actually we are pretty uh, user friendly. That we have spending tons of efforts on the front end to make it more smooth and seamless for traders. So that um, if you can try, uh, I think yeah, if you are you're familiar, everyone you can have have a try. That is pretty smooth on the front end. So yeah, so that's something we have uh, been working on for a long time because I think um, uh, like about like two years ago that one of the key blockers for adopting traders from the central exchanges is the user experiences itself because they have been get used to the uh, the fast, the lightning fast speed on the central exchanges. So that's something we are trying to make it better. We are for sure it's because it's on chain we cannot like reach the same level but it's like become more and more um similar and i'm glad to see that also some other protocols have been doing the same that for the user experience side we have been doing a lot of better in the past one year as a whole i mean for all the decentralized perpetual protocols so you've been like working on like latency quite a bit yeah that's something you guys have been focused on quite a bit i'm sorry because latency like like uh, making you know getting the fine that yet yeah, you've been working on latency quite a bit yeah yeah and also we are trying to uh find some solutions to to reduce those latency as much as possible um so yeah the thanks to all the layer two solutions that is definitely one of the key um i would say the key uh key movement here that making the speed faster and and the costs lower that help us adopt more more users. I was about to say, yeah, because like it must be quite different with an aggregator to to like a standardized kind of like DEX, et cetera, right? Because you're collating information from obviously like other sources effectively, you're having to execute. Mm-hmm. Like it must be quite a difficult, complex uh, thing to, to uh, like a, aggre- an aggregator as a piece of technology it must be incredibly complex. complex. Mm-hmm. Sorry, B-Bans, yeah? Um, I just have a quick question. So, um, yeah. where are you guys getting the information? Where, like, what are, what are your oracles that you're getting the information from? Where, where uh, are they coming? From? Yeah, yeah. So for now, we are not we are using an off chain uh, oracles for now, uh, which is we call it a dark oracle, but it's pretty similar to what GMX adopted before. That uh, it's like we pull the price from the amount of uh, centralized changes, and uh, for now, it's an off chain uh, oracle. Um, because mostly because of the uh, the latency from the on-chain price fees, so it's kind of a trade-off for now. But we have like uh, we have some plans in the roadmap to 
decentralized in a way. Uh, for example, we are also talking with some Oracle providers like Peace, uh, which is kind of adopt, adopted by several other protocols as well. So we are in a way in the process to decentralize Oracles now. What was the name of that Oracle you said that you guys were uh, looking at Pace? I'm sorry? What was the name of the Oracle you said you guys were looking at? You said Pace? I couldn't. Oh, Pace, P-Y. I'm sorry. I, I think you broke up. Oh, sorry. Um, is it better? Yes. Yeah, it's P-Y-T-H, Pace. They are offering some like pretty similar uh, structure with our current adoption of the Oracle. So yeah, we're talking with them. Okay, I've never heard of them, so I was curious. So I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna take a little peek at them. Yeah, yeah. I think there are some decentralized perps already, uh, uh, also, or or at least in the process, working with them as well. So, Gene, uh, while uh, while I'm kind of focused on the traders, uh, like I was, I was really interested in kind of, I mean, whoever designed your system obviously has like a giga brain, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, but I was looking at the different kind of aspects, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, the fact that like there's no uh, funding uh, model, right? That's like uh, borrow costs, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, and then I was like looking at the spreads and that. Can you just explain the uh, MUXLP? What? Because I, I obviously like the the MUXLP's got like zero spreads and stuff, right? Yeah. Right, right. What 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 exactly is it? The MUXLP. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. First of all, I will explain a little bit more on the Max LP itself. Uh, so, generally speaking, the Max LP uh, model is similar to the GLP. That if uh, LP provides some liquidity, for example, it, whether they are whether they are ETH or BTC or some stable coin, and then that will be uh, that all uh, the liquidity will be. Um, transfer to the whatever the assets we have in the Max LP for now. And we have around like nine to 10 assets in our LP pool now, including is BTC, Stablecoin, ARB, uh, BNB, et cetera. So they have like different weight. And uh, the LP is basically acting as a counterparty of the traders. So for the LP themselves, that their major risk comes to two parts. The first part is the asset price uh, up and down, uh, especially in the past one to two weeks, the market is brutal. So the, for sure, the asset price in, in our max LP is dipping a bit. And the second part comes from their profits and loss from the traders because the LPs are the counterparty of the uh, traders. So this is basically the, um, the Max LP model. And as an LP, that their revenue comes from the, basically comes, comes from the protocol, protocol revenue. So, which includes the, for most, most of them are the transaction fee that we get from the traders. And also some other uh, fees like fundings, and uh, maybe some liquidation fees, something like that. But most of the protocol revenue comes from the trading, uh, trading transaction fee. Yeah, so this is basically the how the Mox LP model is. And uh, I would say um, for now, like the 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 liquidity pool is around like forty around forty ish million dollars. And uh, in the past, like I think two weeks, the 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 APR is around like. 25 to 30% uh, which is relatively high in this market. Uh, so I think that is mostly thanks to the trading volume that has been pretty crazy recently that I think our daily trading volume uh, are around like $70 million per day. So yeah, so thanks to the trading volumes. And especially you made some wheel traders, as you mentioned, Andrew Kang. Uh, yeah, so this is like the basic model of Max LP. Yeah, I've been looking at some of the recent like daily volumes. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, when was it the, I think it was the 5th, 5th of June, like 144 million uh, in 24 volume. I mean, that's pretty decent numbers by any stretch, you know. Uh, I think it was like, what, nearly 100k? was generated in uh, fees, yeah, mm -hmm, right. from the trading volume. Right. 
I mean, 100k bands, 100k in trading fees in 24 hours. You know, I know. I'm looking. I'm looking at. I've never. I've never heard of Mux Pro Protocol. So, like, I'm. I'm. I'm actually looking through this as you guys are chatting. Um, uh, yes, I am definitely. It used to be. It used to be called Monte Carlo Dex. That was its original name back in the day. Uh, it it had quite a weird experience, from what I remember. It was a particular time. Uh, I think it was after the mere crash. But there was like this random, uh, like massive, like dump of tokens or something, and it was quite a decent price, and it, it took quite a hit. But there was a whole kind of like uh, rebrand, like redirection kind of thing into what you're seeing now. And I think it's, uh, I think it's. This is why I asked them on the show. You know, I've been doing a lot of research, looking at a lot of stuff, especially over like Arbitrum and Optimism, etc. And uh, like I remember, I was like these guys Monte Carlo, wait a minute. And then I started researching and I'm like, wow, okay, we need to get them on the show, you know? Cool. Oh, yes, Jane, I've known you for a long time, you guys. Uh, Don, have you got any questions or anything before we kind of delve in a little bit more? No, Bayband is going to have some questions. Uh, what what, what uh, chains are you integrated on so far? Uh, so the aggregator itself is only on Trump for now. Uh, but uh, yeah, sorry, I, I might forget to mention that we also have our Max Native pool, which is a yeah decentralized perpetual protocol itself. So our Max Native pool is on five chains. That we are on Arbitrum, Optimistic, uh, Phantom, Avalanche, and BNB chain. So will it'll be a cross chain aggregator at some point? Um, yeah, for now, for the aggregator. That we are only uh, on the uh, we are only on the Arbitrum uh, because for now we are integrated with GMX uh, GMX of uh, Arbitrum to be to be precise yeah and uh, GNS GNS is like um, we we both uh, we both uh, integrate with them on Arbitrum and Polygon and for the uh, Max our native pool we are. Yeah, we are integrated with our native pool on five chains. So, uh, so yeah, so it's 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 something like a cross chain aggregator that we can we can make users to trade on Arbitrum, but actually, what their position happens is on another chain. Um, so, how like uh, how deep is the liquidity, if you will? Did you hear me? Oh, I heard you there, Don. Yeah, maybe Jane's having a, a little. Oh, sorry, sorry. I, I was mute. Yeah, I mean, I'm sorry. I uh, only hear the word liquidity, but I kind of missed the last word. Yeah, yeah I said, I said, uh, how, how deep is the liquidity? Use the liquidity? How deep is the liquidity? Okay, okay, yeah. It's around like 40 now on our Max, Max Native pool. Sorry, you kind of broke up uh, right when you said probably it. Probably my side, yeah. Um, is it better? Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so for our Max Native Pool, uh, our liquidity is around forty million dollars. It's kind of okay. yeah. It's kind of uh, it's not that huge yet. Um, I mean, comparing to GMX. So what happens right now, uh, Max Aggregator, is that most of the you know like the huge positions are routed to GMX, and the relatively smaller uh, positions uh, are stay on the Max Native pool because our liquidity is a little bit like not that as deep as GMX. Yeah, but you've you've been basically uh, onboarding people that have been like GMX natives that are moving over for the leverage, right? I mean, Gene, answer the question. Are you guys all Dijons? Because, like, any platform with a 100x lev, you're like, whoa. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so that's, we, we, for, for our uh, key contributors, because we're already operating as a DAO now, and for our key contributors, uh, I would say maybe uh, half of us are, or, yeah, our Dijons were pretty, pretty into the, pretty into the lever trading ourselves as well. So that's why we kind of have a deep understanding and of, and we are super familiar with those DGN traders, what they, what they like. So, yeah. I also, I think because we also have been in this space for a long time that we have kind of get a sense of the DGN traders. Interesting. Interesting. I'm going to come back to a few things. Uh, Baybands, uh, have you uh, got anything? 
No, now I'm looking at their op- the optimism stuff right now. So uh, um, that Mux has. So no, I don't have anything just yet. I I, I kind of want to listen because I I've never I, I um I've never heard of Mux before. So that's why I'm I, I think I need to be a little bit more quieter. Well, uh, Jane, if you don't, I mean, I know we didn't like kind of jump into it. We kind of have like our interviews a little bit of a different way. You can probably tell, you know, but uh, Jane, what is your like uh, actual like position uh, within the organization, if you don't mind me asking? Yeah. And how long have you been there? Yeah, for sure. Uh, I've actually been with Mark since day one, uh, back in 2019, when we were still MCDX. And I am basically taking care of the um, marketing and operation side, uh, as well as BD. And for my personal experiences that I have, my personally, I have been trading crypto for a long time. Um, I'm also uh, a future derivative trader before. And so it's been, uh, it's been a it's been a wild journey that we are uh, we are growing with the protocol itself, and for the team wise that we're right uh, right now around like 10, 10 to twelve so people that kind of globally distributed in the world. Uh, so uh, Jane, I heard you mention earlier the word DAO. Mm-hmm. Now that's in, that's interesting because we're like DAO fan, uh, fanatics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rack FM has its own DAO with the six members, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do we do DAO summits. Can you just tell me when you say the word DAO, mm-hmm. it's often like confused as to what a DAO is. What do you mean? Is do you mean like uh, you know your there's wallets controlled on multi sigs or? Mm-hmm. Can you like paint the picture of what you mean by a DAO for us? Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. So um, I think like right now, like for DAO, we basically mean to perspective. The first practi- uh, perspective is on the operational level that we no longer have like a CEO or CMO or whatever. Uh, there's no like company structure right now. So what we have is that we have some core contributors that contribute to different aspects of the protocol. Someone is taking care of the dev work, someone is, one is taking care of the um, of the um, the marketing and operation side. And uh, so on the operational level, uh, there's another thing that is totally different from the, um, I mean, the company structure is that it's now the team it's not a team made every decision it's the DAO and the community that make the decision so for now like most of the key decisions are made through a governance and um, the process is that whenever there is something crypto uh, uh critical decisions need to made we will make a proposal in our forum and we will involve several key contributors from the community some community members to have a deep discussion regarding that topic and to test the water. And if everything looks good or not, so we will pass the proposal or move forward. So it's more like a, the decision decision making process is totally different from what we have, uh, what, what the company structure will have. So this is on the operational level. And the other side, I think is on the treasury level that, um, for a company that used to have the company, the assets, etc. But for the DAO, so the all the assets that we have right now is in our treasury. And the treasury's assets is all in our liquidity pool right now. So basically it's all of the funds that we raised from our last fundraising phases. So um if we need to uh, use some money from that treasury. So we also need to make a proposal to let the community to vote before we made those decisions. And uh, yeah, so that uh, treasury is controlled by a multi-sig, some key contributors uh, of the protocol. So I mean, like, I think it's both like... How many is, how many is on the multi-sig, uh, Jay? Uh, I think... Um, five, yeah. yeah. Or is it a five? Is it like what? Is it like a three of five, oh, or is I, it like a five uh, of seven? Yeah, it's five out of eight. All right. Okay. Well, that's quite a decent multi sig. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, Jane, just as a, like a little sideline, you know, we often throw these little curveballs in, but obviously we talked about you know DeFi Dajans and stuff, but uh, outside of like what you do and uh, Mux Protocol, etc. Like, uh, do you do anything like I don't know with the NFTs? Are you are you in NFTs, or is that not something like you look at 
or, or are interested in? Oh, I I used to be a, a great fan of NFT. I think one year ago, I'm a I'm a doodle. I'm the doodle fan. Yeah, I've been in the doodle fan like in the real world for a while, and then as as long as it moved to the NFT world, I'm super I'm super in. Yeah. So the NFT world has been like also kind of calmed down recently as well. Uh so I guess because also because of the general market situation right now, but um I do uh personally uh besides NFT and I also like. Also, pretty much interested in trading as well. Uh, I mean, by myself. That, yeah. So that is like um, something that I do. That's basically all the things that I do. Oh, and also some investments. Uh, so I think that's basically all the things that I do in the crypto world. What, what was the uh, first ever crypto coin you bought? What was it? I remember mine was uh, XRP, the first one I ever bought. What about yourself? Oh, it's it's a mainstream coin, uh, Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, it's a long time ago. I think back in that time, no, no, uh, no old coin yet. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that must have been like pre twenty fourteen, right? Yeah, around, I'm around that time. Yeah, when, yeah. Uh, well, I still know nothing about it. <laughs> You know something, Jane? I am pretty good. I'm pretty good with uh, accents, right? Normally, you know, it's, it's uh, B-bands, I'll tell you. Like, it's a speciality of mine. But uh, are you are you in the States at the moment, right? Are you in the States? Yeah, yeah I'm in the States, yeah. Yeah, I think we were talking. I think it was like West Coast time or something like that, right? But, uh, I mean, uh, I live over in Asia. I've lived here, like, for a very, very long time, yeah? Like, uh, 11 years now, and I lived here before then. Uh, but yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm trying to like take a guess and I'm thinking like, I wonder like if, uh, you know, uh, like there's uh, some Chinese in the family maybe or something like that. You can tell you've like lived in America like kind of all your life, but maybe I, I, I'm a, do I pick up on the right kind of accent or not? I might be really wrong. Oh, I originally, yeah, originally from, from China. Ah, right. Okay. I've got quite a few friends uh, from China. I live in uh, Thailand, actually. Uh, so I've got like a couple of uh, Chinese friends who were teachers, etc. That's that's what I do over here, you know. But uh, there's another one, B-Band, see? I'm not bad with the accents, B-Bands, right? Uh, Jean, the other week, I actually guessed that, well, I didn't guess that she'd been brought up, but I was kind of like, hmm, it's a bit South African, but I, I detect Zimbabwe. And she's like, yeah, I was born in Zimbabwe and brought up in South Africa. I'm not. I'm not doing too bad at the moment. Uh, right, Jane, give us some alpha about because uh, I want to ask you about Arbitrum and the couple of uh, problems that they've had. If you wouldn't mind commenting. Uh, but what about the future? Have you got like any not alpha, but what what lies next for for what's V three look like? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. We have been working so hard on like to uh, developing our next iteration. Uh, so the first thing that we are working on right now is that we are doing some integrations with other protocols, for example, the SNX, um, that um, that we are um, integration with Optimism um, SNX right now, that it's pretty much like, um, uh, I would say um, a, a trigger for us to develop our optimistic ecosystem. Yeah, and another thing that uh, we are looking forward a lot is on the V3, as you just mentioned, that, um, yeah, so for now, our model is hard to lose to the long tail assets market. So in the longer term, that what we are doing right now is to, um, we're hoping to use more, uh, use a new model that we can list some long tail assets, especially for uh, those for example, the training assets to to expand the portfolio of our market listing here right now. And uh, yeah, so for the V3, I think we are now still in the pretty early stage that we're designing in the designing space right now. Uh, but I mean, for longer term, uh, I think it will probably be uh, be launched within this year, but we cannot promise it. Yeah, it's just like too many stuff happen. Uh, too many like surprise happen happening in the space. So I will say probably this year, but yeah, I cannot cannot promise that. But we're pretty like we're pretty like uh, excited about everything is gonna happen in the future, uh, because we think 
the derivative space is like still in the early stage, especially with some of the fallout from the centralized changes, for example, FTX and everything with Binance right now, that we're thinking it's a good, like a good timing for us to move forward, to push out more strategies and initiatives to adapt more users. Uh, because for now, the decentralized purpose is still like very, very small market comparing to the um, uh, centralized market. So yeah, we will do we'll do as best as we can. Did uh, I, I'm glad you actually mentioned that. Did uh, you guys take like any kind of a hit uh, with those two like Black Swan events last year? I think the Luna debacle and then obviously FTX uh, uh, swindle. Did you guys have to like redesign any business models or roadmaps or anything like that? Uh, actually, nope. We uh, we used to have some assets like on FTX, but we are. Uh, like very quickly withdraw, yeah, withdraw them once we once we saw the news. So yeah, so we basically have no ta uh, we have no loss regarding those two uh, Black Swan events at, at all. Um, yeah, and also um, another thing is that the only thing is that probably because uh, we are we used to list on FTX, and after FTX is gone, we are currently only on the decentralized changes so we are not on the listing on any centralized changes right now um so this might be a little bit more factor that affect us a little bit but we are also working on listing on more centralized changes so which is not like a pretty big deal here yeah so other than that everything is pretty fine uh uh, something that affects us is our determination, actually, because because of those stuff that people are more into the non-custody solution instead of the custody solution. So I, I do like, uh, I do observe a trend that more and more traders comes to the DEX, although it's a little bit expensive. And although it's like the speed is not as fast as the centralized changes, but this is a trade-off. Like I, I do see more and more traders come to the DAX to trade, which is good. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, self custody. I think is going to be the biggest narrative in uh, twenty twenty five when we hit that like real bull market again. I think it's in inevitable that it's like the ultimate dialogue. Given what we've seen over the last like you know couple of like bull runs. Uh, right, B bands and DeFi done. We have about uh, 15 minutes left, right? That'll bring us up about about the hour, which is, you know, about appropriate or whatever, if Jane's okay with that. I do want to bring in two big things, right? So B-Bands and Dawn, I just want to check if you want to come in with anything right now before I come in with these two big bombs. No, all set. Yeah, I'm all set too. Okay. Uh, right. Jane uh, Arbitrum. Uh, there's been two quite like prominent events uh, of late, of recent. Uh, the first one was obviously this DAO governance vote and, you know, the token distribution that was kind of like just overruled. Uh, and then there was the uh, chain halt with the uh, sequencer issue last week. Uh, have either of those like concerned you guys like as a team? I mean, did you wake up, you know, to, to DMs and you're like, oh, what's going on? And it's like, oh, all hell breaks loose. Or when, when, what what what's been your opinion on these arbitrum like controversies? Well, the first one was a controversy. I mean, the second one, I don't know what you call it, a hiccup or something. What do you think, Jane? I'm sorry. Ah, uh, it's probably my network. You cut it for like five or six seconds. So oh, sorry. I didn't, uh, okay. uh, Is that better? Yeah, yeah, it's better. I probably probably it's my network issue. Sorry about that. No problem, no problem. Uh, well, uh, the first one was, uh, there's two incidents, what, Arbitrum recently? The first one, though, what about this uh, DAO situation? This alleged, like, governance vote that was just, like, ignored and the token distribution went ahead. There was a bit of, there's been a bit of controversy, yeah, Jane. Has that bothered you guys with Arbitrum or not? Oh, I see. Oh, the airdrop. Yeah. First of all, we do receive a large amount of airdrop from the Arbitrum community, which is um, grateful. And also, we are actually one of the first supporters for Arbitrum community. So we are like an OG for Arbitrum. Um, so we know we, we know the team for for a long, long time. I still remember that uh, the first time I had call with 
Abidrum team, there are only the three founders and no one else yet. So regarding the controversy that you've mentioned, um, honestly speaking, that whenever it comes to those large amounts of airdrops, I believe the controversy is always there because there are too much like too large money amount of money like involved. I I think for other community like um yeah, optimism and everything. I think there are also some controversies. So, um, I think it's pretty normal um, because it's really hard to design the airdrop distribution, especially this is a huge one. Uh, but I think uh, from my understanding with the uh, airdrop is, itself, that um, they did, uh, they did like. Uh, uh, reward those who has been the long-term contributors of the Arbitron community. And also they're working on like some other strategies to align with the goal from of all the communities, not only the members, but also the builders in the, uh, in the Arbitron ecosystem, which is like, I mean, pretty, um, and I would say like, it's pretty not that like perfect solution, but it's still like kind of, a fair enough like solution for the airdrop so it doesn't affect us at all because we uh, as a project we did receive a large amount and we have been using them as the incentive for the trading also uh, we have been using them to um to reward some like um pretty good uh contributors in our ecosystem so uh, amazing wonderful and 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 Jane? Uh, can you hear me okay, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Uh, what about, was it last week, I think, when there was an issue with Arbitrum uh, over the sequencer? There was a tech issue, right? There was a, oh, right, a little right. bit of a haul, right? So did that did that affect you guys or anything? Uh, no, we actually have done a lot of work to remind our users that there is a haul. And uh, we have taken care of most of the... Um, accidents if there is any but for most of our traders that they are basically not affected by the by the issue um so we have some like emergency plans for those kind of thing that we have our standard um action plan for those so we have also taken care of several events like that before so from our side it's not affected at all yeah you sound like you're a pretty uh, sharp uh, team, Gene. Uh, I must say that, mind. You've uh, you've come on here today, you know, uh, first time chatting to us, and you come across like very well, uh, you and your organization. I've been very impressed when I've been like diving, you know, kind of deep into you guys and, and, you know, just the way the the maths is kind of like set up. Like you can tell that you've put a lot of like, you know, a lot of work into what you guys have done. Like I say, building an aggregator must be really challenging. You know, I can't even imagine it. Uh, Gene, actually, you know, the aggregator, was it like a labor of love? Like your, your back-end devs and, you know, front-end respectively, but was it like really, really difficult? Or did you guys like sail through that process? Um, so first of all, like that we are kind of already an expert on decentralized purpose. As I mentioned, we've been in this space for more than four years and, um, building an aggregator is actually, is more, much more complex than, for example, a one, uh, the aggregator of a spot market, a DEX. So for us, it, it is involved a lot of complicacy. For example, um, there are liquidation engine, etc., which is much more complicated than a DEX. So during the process, we do witness some like obstacles that, but our team, especially our dev that we have been, you know, like written, I think more than like five or six smart contracts before. I mean, we have been all lots of iterations when we are still in the MCDX stage. And uh, we have been, I mean, uh, yeah, sent over the update and received the audit and to change and to um, to revise whatever the code that we write uh, 
for a couple of times. So those engineers, I will say, they are very big brain and to go back to solve those, uh, solve those um, pro- uh, problems that we uh, we come through. So it's 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 not like that hard because we decided to do the aggregator. I think in the middle of the last year, and then we launch it at the end. So it takes us like no more than, I will say, five or six months to realize that. So um, yeah, I would say it's not easy for sure, but based on the experiences and lessons learned that we have from the past experiences, I would say um, it's relatively challenging, but yeah, it's just doable. <laughs> uh, and the result is relatively good that I think we have basically reached the product market fit and um, the next level I think will be just like to um, make it the user experience is better and to do some like small um, iterations on the current version and doing some model um, I was upgrade for our next version so that's all we have like been doing and will do for now yeah I mean, last one from me, Jean. We did touch on this earlier, but, and this is, you know, there's there's people in there, Cosmos, that are like, uh, you know, striving to be able to do this. Sort of uh, at the TFM, we interviewed them the other week, but real, like, cross-chain uh, aggregation. The only kind of issue we've got on, like, IBC, Cosmos at the moment is, like, the Relia situation uh, for, like, someone like TFM, who's an aggregator at the moment, or one of, one of their things. How long before we really do see like true cross-chain aggregation like with you guys or, or anyone else out there? How how far away do you think this is? Um, actually, I think that's all depend, depending on the market needs because uh, for now, we are not having the uh, split, position split, for example, which by position split, I mean that for now, one position will be only routed to one single liquidity source. Uh, we will now split the position to different protocols for now. Uh, that's mostly because actually we don't we don't see a need from the market side um, because GMX liquidity is deep enough to take whatever, uh, how no matter whatever position, no matter how huge it is. So from the market need side, we don't see um we don't see a need from the market yet. But I think that's well depending on like for example if there we have like more and more um trading trades and positions coming through but we need to use cross chain uh, aggregation to solve that market needs then i guess that's when we will like uh when we will dig more into that and to solve those problems so we are pretty market driven when we are this is one of our philosophy here that whenever we are building um whatever we are building, because whatever you are building, if there's no market needs, then there's no use. So our philosophy is pretty much depending on how the market needs. Yeah. And regarding the- You know what, Jane? Jane, you're the first first person to actually say that. We've we've interviewed like quite a few, I would say in the last like couple of months, about six, seven people about, you know, cross-chain liquidity, et cetera, et cetera. You're the first person that's actually come in with a really based like opinion and say, well, you know, it depends on like the market. I mean, if, if it's required, then yeah, we might build it, but you know, it's not really needed. That's like one of the most based opinions I've heard for quite a while, actually. Oh, yeah, I see. I see. Yeah, because um, we are we are always like crazy with all those like fancy conceptualized crops crouching aggregated crouching central but yeah from our philosophy we think um it's really depending on how market is for example i'll use a real example here that as i mentioned that we have a key feature which is universal liquidity that kind of aggregate our liquidity on five chains right so we have that feature is basically because when whenever when we are launching our protocol we realize that one of our key obstacles is the liquidity that we are we we kind of uh, not that we kind of didn't uh, track too much liquidity so what we are thinking is how we can deal with this problem. So maybe we just like leverage all those liquidities on different chains and unify them into one. Then maybe we can have more capital efficiency and to take more trading volume. So this is how basically how we come up 
with the idea, with the universal label. It's also all based on solve the problem that we have. It's not all about a bit of fancy ideas. So this is always our philosophy here. I'll tell you what, uh, Jane, you've been an absolutely cracking guest mind. I must say a, a great mux protocol, exceedingly bullish on uh, what you guys are going to do, where you're going to move forward, you know. Very, very bullish. Great representation of, uh, of your brand as well, yeah? Oh, thank you, thank you. Yeah, we have like been pretty practical in the space. As you can see, if you if you know our history, you will know that like, we are very practical to solve the pain points from the traders. Yeah, that's been all, all, all the things that we have been doing. Yeah, I remember back in the day, Monte Carlo was uh, there was quite a few uh, decent wheels like that were that were you know talking and using it, and uh, it's a it's a dark dark horse in the uh, industry. Uh, Jane, uh, last one from me. We're on the hour. I can't let you go uh, without asking this, and it you know this is like not Mux protocol. I'm asking Jane, right? We 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 differentiate. We've got an intelligent audience here. Yeah, at leverage trading. There's, there's all well, there's always has been like this stigma, or you know, blah blah blah. We saw Binance cut down the uh, leverage dramatically, etc. We've we've seen what's happened. Uh, from that perspective, from like a, a moral or ethical perspective, uh, Gene, how do you feel about leverage trading? Do you think it's up to the individual to make their mind up? Are you like a true like libertarian like me, and I'm like you take care of you, you know? How how this is the last thing. Leverage trading, Jane, from you, the person, how do you feel about it? Well, first of all, it's risky. I have to remind everyone that it's for sure very risky because um, I think um, leverage trading is actually a tool for pro traders or institution traders or your, if you are digital traders uh, because you need to be aware of the risks that you are involved with. Um, and as far as I see that many of my friends, they are using the leverage trading as a hedge or arbitrage or other financial tools. So this is a financial tool, very powerful, but that is also a lot of like risks involved. So as a person myself, I do, I do do leverage trading, but um, I have my own philosophy for doing that. And I have my own, uh, risk control you know um mindset with me so um you can do that but bear in mind that you know the uh, upside and downside for sure before you are making that action otherwise <laughs> you will uh, you will regret so yeah i have to remind everyone about the risks involved in the leverage trading as a as a person yeah as you mentioned <laughs> Correct. Uh, in my opinion, and I totally agree. In my opinion, it's no different to putting the the keys in the car and and going out for a drive. You know, you risk, you know, an, uh, an RTA, a road traffic accident, like any time that you go out in your car. It's exactly the same with leverage trading. It's the same as if you go out for a beer. You could be in a bar. Somebody might knock you. You turn around. You get a punch in the face. You hit your head on the floor. You're dead. Like it's it's one of those things where as an adult you make an informed decision, right, Jane? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, right. You're using the right word. Uh, I think the informed of the of uh, everything that you involved is pretty pretty important for you to understand to make a move before you're trading a leverage trading. And do you, Jane, do you use a lot of like a TA? Just sorry to interrupt it. Do you use like a lot of TA in your own like personal kind of stuff? Yeah. Obviously you do, yeah. Uh a little bit. I used to, but for now because work is kind of busy. So I don't use that too much. Uh for now I only do some training, training, uh swing trade or some trading trade. Uh I don't trade as much as I was I was before. Um yeah, so I guess that's also something. Um, I think I've become more mature when I'm, uh, you know, grow older <laughs> when, when dealing with the leverage trading stuff. So I think I regard it as a growth. <laughs> You're too busy flipping doodles. That's why, right? <laughs> yeah, right, right. Just too busy to deal with all those kind of things. Yes, it's very stressful, you know, as we, if you're looking at a chart. So it's taking, yeah, so too much stressful for me, too stressful for me for now. Yeah, it's just work is already kind of busy, yeah. 
Well, Gene, I really do want to say you totally got the vibe of uh, Rack FM tonight. And I want to remind everyone again, guys, you know what we're like when we try to get people on the show and we get these people who are like, oh, can we pre-screen you? Can we, you know, give you a list of questions that you can ask? We never reply. Uh, Mook's brought a call. We literally like, just DM them like, guys, you know what? Like, we're seeing what you're doing. Like, we really want to get you on this. They're like, great. When? Bang. Done. Like, and, and your, your woman's come on tonight and absolutely delivered a great performance. We've had a, like an hour and five minutes. Well, an hour, because that was late. Twitter rugged me. We've had like an hour of really good kind of like insight into what these guys are doing. I do suggest everyone go just go and have a look at it. What, you know, I, I know like, you know, it, it does cater for those kind of like higher trades or whatever, but like you've got to admire technology when technology is like really cool and, doing interesting things and people who are building. So, yeah, Gina from the Rack family, I just really want to uh, thank you. I don't know if Don's got uh, – Don, have you got anything uh, before we wrap up, dude? You've been very patient there. Um, no, I'm, uh, I'm actually just checking out the website right now. I think uh, no, I think she explained it very well. Yeah, there you go, Gene. We, we often say this on Rack FM, you know, when you pass the uh, sniff test, you know, the, the raccoon sniff test, we have a good nose raccoons. <laughs> uh, honestly, Gene, thank you so much, though, uh, darling, for giving up like an hour of your time today. We really do appreciate it, yeah? Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's great chat here. No problem at all. I mean, in the future, Gene, you know, if uh, you want to get like, because we, we've got devs who, you know, hang around with us and it would love to come on and chat. But in the future, I mean, if you, you know, you're going to drop some alpha or anything like that, you know, anytime you want a little fireside chat with a nice little educated audience, you know, you can always say, oh, we'll, we'll give Rack FM a call and uh, by all means, like come and just drop in and have a, a fireside chat, Jane. You're part of the family now, okay? Wow. Thank you. Thank you for the invitation. We'll have to join. No problem. It's been an absolute pleasure and I hope you have a great day and a great week. Okay, darling? Thank you, you too. Thank you, guys. Excellent. All the best for Mux Protocol. Uh, right, guys, this is uh, Rack FM uh, signing off. We've had a great space. Uh, we are uh, going to be coming back tomorrow with uh, Ojo Oracle. So if anybody knows about the Juno prop, I think it's uh, 3 or 6, right? We've got Ojo uh, around about the same time tomorrow. And then on Thursday, we're following that up with uh, Dove and Carter. Now, this is an Ambedo request uh, special. Obviously, we've got a work stream on uh, Freed Camp. So, you know, when the team say to me, oh, Robo, we want this space, well, I have to arrange it. So, Ambedo said, oh, the dream team gigabrain space will be Dove and Carter. I've got all the questions. So, we booked it. That is Thursday. Uh, that is 10 p.m. my time. I think that's 9 a.m. Uh, mountain time. Right? Says so that's central time or something, mountain time. So, yeah, guys, big shout-out to uh, Mux Protocol. Big shout-out to Don and Avance for coming up. I hope you've enjoyed another episode of Black FM. I look forward to Finn's edit. Take care, good night, and God bless everybody. Wish you all the best. Bye-bye. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days Got them acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these token knocks They probing this bear Flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting knotters And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politic I was born to frolic It's been my policy To pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists Jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity Before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss It's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning Forming mycological bonds Click the cap, yo the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the fur
herbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and blunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is play for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle beats Tearing apart your communitility All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt, we rape and blunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Tim Spaces